So there. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. Why do you keep saying let us know your thoughts? Let me know your thoughts to me is a nice lead-in for So There. So There. Welcome to episode 10 of So So There. There. I'm Tom Karamaitis. I work at the Leo Burnett Company. By the way, why have you decided to reveal where you work? Because in the past, we talked about you working at the uh, mattress firm in Palatine as a streets and sanitation engineer for the city of Chicago, and now you decided to reveal your true identity. I, I, I feel like as we approach the end of 2017, I want to live a little more on the edge. Um, and, uh, you know, I also felt a little bit jealous that you would you were out there proudly proclaiming that you work at the, the Kramer Krasselt, and I felt a little left out. We are, after all, both of the same industry. Yes, yes. So. Thank you. Well, uh, uh, a preemptive Merry Christmas to you, Gary Doyle. Ah, I'm saying Merry Christmas, just like our president is urging us to do. <laughs> A little bit of a, uh, of a change of pace today. Uh, Gary and I, rather than recording in our usual studio, are at the, uh, the So There Cabin in the woods of northern Minnesota. And uh, snow falling outside. You might hear a crackling fireplace behind us. There's a nice roaring fire, a nice warm fire that Tom's been poking every now and then. And yes. I'm sitting here with a nice glass of, of bourbon and my pug dog, Lou, who's staring at the fire quizzically. Dogs like to look at fires. So a Merry Christmas to everyone out there as we, as we jump into uh, to episode number 10. Um, I had some holiday-related thoughts I wanted to share today. Um, uh, and I was thinking about all, all the things I like about the holiday season, the sights and the sounds and the smells of the holidays. And I thought, what a great way to segue into Odd smells I like. One of them is diesel exhaust. I used to find myself at the bus station just really enjoying diesel exhaust because I think and part of it for me is diesel exhaust is, is also kind of closely related to the smell occasionally of barbecuing meat. You know, there's 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 something there there's there's something in there that, uh, that that kind of reminds me of of barbecuing meat. So I kind of, in an odd way, I, I salivate at, at at the smell of diesel exhaust. I guess slightly related to that would be I love the smell of um, tire stores. Like I go into my local Firestone or 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 a store that smells tires. I love that smell when you're surrounded by tires. There's something about it. I'm sure it's the same kind of carcinogen, you know, uh, industrial smell that is probably um, uh, warping my brain. But it's uh, it's it just brings me back to the holiday season when I smell tires. Finally, uh, finally, my, my favorite of the of the holiday smells for me is what I like to call light skunk and uh, as opposed to full-on skunk I used to think I just liked skunk smell in general until our house was skunked and it was so overpowering that I realized I prefer the more subtle shades of skunk from a distance so there I don't understand how any of those smells are holiday smells a skunk 
diesel fumes, and what was the other one? Tire stores. <laughs> I think the I think the connection to the holidays is tenuous at best. Well, the holidays unless it was a Christmas tire sale. Oh, there you go. You can you can have and it. The holidays just have lots of smells, which bring me back to all right. If you want to know the truth, I needed some kind of way to get odd smells I like into the podcast. Let me let me poke the fire while you ruminate on that. Nice job on the fire. It's really roaring right now and popping. <laughs> Do we get? We occasionally get Christmas carolers around the the cabin. Yes, I, I don't know if we'll get any tonight because we are in a remote section of the North Woods of Minnesota. We are about <laughs> um, three hundred miles from civilization, uh, but we'll see. I want to talk, since this is a podcast about um, inexplicable human behavior, but also a little bit about marketing, and it is the Christmas season, I would like to talk about Christmas commercials. Uh, I have a couple of examples in mind that intrigue Gary Doyle and make him think about things. One is Lexus. Lexus, where for years they've been doing commercials where a man gives a woman or a woman gives a man a car wrapped a new Lexus wrapped in a bow and they've been doing these for years and I as a creative in an advertising agency wonder this must pose a, a, a unique advertising challenge as a as a as somebody that's concepting this work because you know how it's gonna end you know it'll be a couple It'll be a man and a woman. The music's always the same. Your theme is the same. The Lexus December to Remember sales event. And yet, your task as a, as a writer or an art director or both is to come up with, how do I somehow reinvent this when the ending and the music and the theme and the people in the ad are all the same? I can't think of another advertising challenge uh, quite like it. It's kind of like what... Jerry Seinfeld used to say about Tide. He had a funny comedy riff about Tide. You know, it's what do they do when it's time to improve Tide again? You know, every couple of years you have to say that it's improved. What do you do after you've improved Tide for about 50 years? Oh my God, we did the flavor crisp. We did the uh, the crystals, the blue crystals last year. We did the uh, power boost last year. How do you how do you improve Tide? And I feel that must be uh, the same task with people that come up with. Lexus ads. Another uh, holiday ad that I'd like to talk about, and, and we've talked about this in the pod before, but uh, Gary Doyle has always been intrigued by the Menards ads. Menards, the low-rent version of Home Depot. Uh, for years, they had a, a man, a fat, a fat man in a cardigan sweater uh, that was the Menards guy, but now they just kind of have an announcer talking over banjo music that plays and over the deals that they're talking about but what Menards does every holiday season I've noticed is they have their ad the usual ad with you know sales on aluminum siding or you know snow shovels or you know propane tanks or what have you and they might have some jingle sleigh bells in there to give it a holiday theme but they always have a little sung little musical stinger a little vocal stinger at the end 
And for the life of me, I've never been able to figure out exactly what they're singing. Because it sounds like it was recorded about 1980, and they never bothered to update it. The, the sound quality is poor. The audio quality is poor. I think what they're singing is, More Seasons Greetings to You All From Menards! Which I think is More Seasons Greetings to You All From Menards. I think. Probably written by Steve Miller, perhaps. More seasons greetings to you all from Menards. It's just kind of an odd, an odd, an odd lyric to have in a song. More seasons greetings to you all from Menards. Now I may be mishearing that. Uh, maybe they don't sing that, but it, it seems to me that they sing more seasons greetings to you all from Menards. So there. Maybe it's um. Maybe you're already receiving lots of seasons greetings. Menards is just giving you more. Now, I will say you picked two very interesting commercials because Lexus always makes me feel lousy about myself, all right? The cars are in a snowy driveway, the people are far too young, and the house is far too large behind them. Yet, Menards, I always feel good about myself because I could go into Menards and I can, I can probably buy most of the things that are, you know, they're, they're, they're putting up for sale. So it is kind of the, the yin and the yang of Christmas commercials for Tom Karamitis. You give Kristen a pair of mittens. And meanwhile, in the Lexus ad, they're giving their spouse a $60,000 sports <laughs> utility vehicle. Yes. And the people always look like they're about two years out of college. <laughs> to, add, to add to the humiliation. I want to add one other, uh, one other little thing about uh, about television during the holidays. Um, I find myself always watching the same kind of classic Christmas cartoons and stuff that we that we watch every year. You know, the Charlie Brown Christmas, Frosty the Snowman, and and this past weekend I was watching. Um, actually, it was two weeks ago. I was watching uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, that wonderful stop-motion thing that was probably produced in the, in the 50s. But um, I kind of segued it into a game I like to play when I watch television sometimes, which is a game I like to call I Predict Sex, where you take, where you take a, a, an innocuous glance. Oh, my. Well, this, is gonna, go this is going to affect our rating on iTunes. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me explain. All right. Sometimes if you watch uh, a crime drama or anything, there will be some kind of innocuous glance between two characters in the show. And then they go on to the next scene. And I always make a mental note to myself. I say, I predict sex. All right. They will eventually. And there was a show you may remember in the late 80s called Moonlighting. Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard. Oh, the yeah. entire plot of that show was based on will they ever actually mm -hmm. consummate yeah. this relationship. Yeah. And once they did consummate that relationship, the ratings tanked. Did right? you did you predict sex with Burl Ives and somebody else? No, I predicted sex, and this isn't really going out on a limb, predicted sex between Rudolph and Clarice. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Clarice was, I liked Clarice as a, as a child. She was cute. We're now going to move on to a, uh, a topic we haven't visited in the past few episodes, but I have great affection for, called I Wonder Why. All right? This is, uh, this is kind of a rhetorical question about the state of the world. I wonder why anyone would ever go to a Sybaris. The whole idea of Sybaris, I know this, this whole episode, I know I'm turning into a bit of a blue episode, and it's not my intention. Again, I don't understand the holiday connection here. 
Well, could uh, you could uh, one could give their spouse a, a night at the Sybaris as a Christmas gift. All right? One could predict sex at the Sybaris, <laughs> <laughs> which maybe which maybe leads to what you're concerned about and seen. Yes, uh, I just uh, I, I feel like well, I don't know why anyone would set step foot in a Sybaris. I the whole idea of the the whirlpool in the room and. And the bed and the sheets, and it's just, and, and they're usually in lousy neighborhoods. I find the ones I've passed are in very kind of industrial, like where they park trucks, you know, that kind of area. There's nothing, the, to me, the least bit romantic about a Sybaris. So I wonder why anyone would ever go there. So what, there. What if Clarice and Rudolph visited a Sybaris? And Burl Ives would probably write a song about it. Silver and gold. Uh, hmm. A little thrown off my game with this uh, sex thread. <laughs> so there. Um, uh, I would like uh, to... Uh, so we have a, a recurring segment on So There called I Decree. And it, this is if Tom and Gary were kings of America, what they would decree... If we were made king, we would decree. And I have a holiday version of I decree. Christmas lights. I like Christmas lights. They're lovely. I like my neighborhood has lots of lovely Christmas lights on our house. We have lots of, we have Christmas lights on our house. Not lots, but we have some. Uh, but some people overdo it a little bit. And I would like to decree something uh, to give people a guideline that they can follow to not overdo it on uh, on Christmas. And uh, uh, in the spirit of Jesus Christ, who was born tomorrow, tomorrow on Christmas Day, is what we're all commemorating, I would like to uh, do my I decree in the voice of Jesus Christ. I decree that thou shalt not put lights on any more than three elements of your house. So, you can have lights on your doorway. You can have lights in the bushes. You can have lights on a tree. Outside your house. But that is it. Any more than that. And you're starting to get into Clark Griswold territory. You're starting to get into... Uh, 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 what's that Miller commercial that was on the air a few years ago with the animated lights... You're starting to get into dangerous territory. If you have more than three elements in the house, if you have those three elements, you can't, for instance, have a Christmas sleigh, a Santa sleigh, lit up on the front lawn of your house, for instance. that I decree that thou shalt not do that, and that is not in the spirit of, uh, of Christmas. Our, our producer, I'll throw this in there, our producer, John Bender, has a house across the street, which is a... A vulgar display of lights. If you go on YouTube and enter Christmas on Cleveland, you will see a light display across from John Bender's house, which is an abomination. So that is what I would like to decree. So there. We will now move on to something we haven't done in a while. I call it viewer mail. And I call it viewer mail because the proper way to listen to this podcast is to stare at the little blue guy in our logo. Hold on, Tom. I have to poke the fire. It's getting a little bit low. Is that the doorbell I just heard? Yes. 
ignore it. Do you think it's carolers? Yes, ignore them. Do you not open the door for carolers? I don't. They frighten me. I don't either. Let's turn off the lights so they don't know we're in here. <laughs> Gary and I each have a piece of viewer mail we would like to read. My the viewer mail I'm reading uh, was it was a it was comes from Alan S in Chicago who was talking about our our Halloween episode and and Gary's observation that women tend to dress overly provocatively at times uh, for Halloween and he says. My wife, the fifth grade teacher, just left the house dressed as a common Bolivian street whore. It is our favorite sexy day. That was very well put. I like that. I should go trick-or-treating in Alan's neighborhood. So Gary Doyle spoke the truth, then, with his observation. Very good. Thank you, Alan. Another letter to so there at yahoo.com. And, and by the way, Yahoo being the most dynamic of all email platforms, is, uh, is able to handle the avalanche of mail. We're getting it so there. Uh, another letter that we got um, comes from uh, a listener named Anne, and this was in response to an episode that we had a couple of months ago uh, where we talked about, um, about bathrooms and poop molecules that may or may not find their way into your beverage. Um, you can look it up. It's, it's in your feed. If you'd like to refresh your memory, but um, but Anne wrote and said hello, Gary and Tom. And by the way, I'm glad she put my name first. I'm a longtime listener and first-time emailer. I wanted to get your thoughts on something I just witnessed. I was washing my hands in the restroom at work, and a coworker came in talking on her cell phone. She proceeded to go into a stall, close the door, go to the bathroom, all while maintaining her conversation on the phone. What is your stance on this? Well, and I think it's a, it's a fascinating question and certainly the kind of inexplicable human behavior we specialize in tackling on so there. And I guess to answer your question, I would say this behavior is unacceptable and borderline loathsome. Uh, uh, I think it's, uh, it's wrong and should not be pursued by anybody. Perhaps texting in the stall would be permissible, but actually talking on the cell phone, on the stall... Um, is 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 loathsome perhaps we will address this as a kind of sequel and companion piece to our much loved and oft discussed poop molecules I, episode and I, I i think on that point um from the vantage point of the listener there's there's really no upside at all in that situation you you don't want to hear anything about what the person is doing or or, or, or depositing if you will you don't want to hear the strain in the voice it's it, there's nothing good and plus, just the, the whole sonic atmosphere of a booming, echoey, tiled-filled room is just not going to be good. I, I think texting is okay, although I would never touch that phone again, frankly. But it's, it is a, it's a compelling observation. Yes, thank you, Anne. Uh, and thank you, Alan, for your provocative uh, messages. Certainly, uh, certainly thought-provoking. And uh, we thank you. Well, once again, uh, this is episode 10, and, and, and Gary and I would like to wish all of our 6.4 million viewers and listeners a very Merry Christmas. It's unfortunate you can't be sitting here in the cozy So There cabin in the north woods of Minnesota. Roaring fire. Persistent carolers. Persistent carolers that we're not going to answer the door to. Uh, a, a loyal pug dog by your side 
who Tom Karamidas attempted to name Voltan the Unyielding. Didn't, didn't catch on. Didn't catch on with the Doyle family. But yes, we wish you all a, uh, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From the entire staff of So There!